Hey guys, before this episode gets going, I want to let you know that you're about to hear an updated, edited version of this episode that is very slightly different from the original version that had been up for some time. The reason for this is the lawyer representing United Federation of Churches, LLC, otherwise known as the Satanic Temple, sent me a takedown demand for this episode. Here is the text of that email. Please see attached for a takedown demand pertaining to your use of TST's ordination materials in a recent Hail Satan podcast in violation of the terms of service and in violation of TST's exclusive copyrights. By February 25th, 2022, please remove all clips of TST's ordination program from your podcast destroy any copies of TST's ordination program materials you have made, and confirm that you will refrain from reproducing any part of TST's ordination program in the future. If I do not receive confirmation by February 25th, 2022, that you have acquiesced to this demand, I am instructed to begin litigation. I wrote back to Mr. Matt Keziah, the attorney, simply asking, just to be clear, If I remove the audio clips from TST's ordination program, we're all good? And in reply, he said, Thanks for getting back to me. Confirmed. The sole issue is the audio clips from the ordination program. So during this episode, future Joseph will pop in a couple of times and let you know where an edit has been made. I'll talk more about this situation sometime soon, but for now, enjoy this Lightly edited version of the episode. Greetings, heathens. Welcome to Hail Satan. This is the podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. My name is Joseph Rose. I'm a member of an amazing independent congregation called Satanic Delco, and we welcome members from anywhere in the world. If you want to learn a little bit more about that, visit satanicdelco.com. And speaking of Satanic Delco, we just celebrated our second anniversary Over this weekend, a bunch of us gathered to hang out and just acknowledge the occasion. One night, a whole bunch of us went bowling, as all good Satanists do, which was a lot of fun. And the next night, we got together for a big dinner in town. We got to meet up with some members for the first time, and we had some members travel from far out of town to be together. So it was a really nice time. So thank you, Satanic Delco, for being the best, obviously. And thanks to Darcel in particular for doing a bunch of extra work to make sure the weekend went so well for us all. We always appreciate Darcel very much. And I also appreciated kicking her ass at bowling as usual. Today on the show, I'm going to share my own journey toward satanic ordination. Now, at this point, I normally acknowledge all of the individuals that have joined up on Patreon But I was kind of questioning if you guys like when I do that, 
or would you prefer that I just get to my topic sooner? Today, I'm going to try not doing it, if that's okay, and you can leave me some feedback and let me know which way is right. Um, But obviously, I love and appreciate the support from everyone, and thank you guys very much. If you have a moment, please visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. You'll find links to join me on social media, send me an email, and to join up with the whole gang on Patreon. You'll also find a link to our shop where you can find all kinds of unique satanic items to upset the squares in your town. Uh, Those are the most direct ways you can support the show. If you'd like to do that, visit HailSatanPodcast.com. Okay, right now I have an official satanic temple document sitting right in front of me. They sent it through the mail, and it got to me rather quickly. Depending on your opinion of the satanic temple, you'll find this document to be either really validating and important, or you might find it to be completely pointless and silly. From the top, it says, The Satanic Temple Certificate of Satanic Scholarship. Joseph Rose is a graduate of the Satanic Ministries training program and having successfully completed all of the program requirements, he has demonstrated a thorough understanding of the history, philosophy, and religious tenets of the Satanic Temple on this day, January 6, 2022. But all right, let's not skip ahead. Let's talk about Satanists becoming ordained. Obviously, it's hard to talk about issues related to modern Satanism without some focus on the Satanic Temple. And wouldn't you know it, they have an ordination program for some of their members. I say for some of their members, because as we will get into, it is definitely not for all of their members. I'm going to give an overview of the program, and then I'll go through my own personal experience with it and share my thoughts. Let's start at the top, I guess. TST has implemented what they call Satanic Ministry. And internally, they have a clique called the Ordination Council. The council is made up in part by people who actually developed the program itself, but also it's a group of people who have the power to decide if you can be accepted as a minister or not, even after you've completed the requirements. Now, there are essentially two branches of the program. They are mostly the same, but with different costs and a different end result. On one hand, we have the online ordination program. I'm going to go over many of the details, but obviously, at the end of this one, if it all goes according to plan, you will be considered ordained, and the ordination council will grant you the title of Minister of Satan. This course will cost you $149 with an additional annual fee of $59 per year to maintain your ordained status. And then, on the other hand, we have the non-ordination course. This course is essentially identical to the ordination program with a couple bits left out, and it costs $99. At the end of this one, you are not ordained. You are considered a satanic scholar, 
And upon completion of the program, you will be offered the opportunity to purchase a certificate of satanic scholarship for an additional fee. So what is the purpose of all this? Here is the marketing pitch from the Satanic Temple's Satanic Ministry website. It says, Ordained ministers of Satan are granted the ability to perform a wide range of ministerial functions on behalf of the Satanic Temple. However, becoming an ordained minister of Satan also represents a promise to uphold the responsibilities and adhere to the limitations provided by our church and our community. We require our ordained ministers to embody the following four principles. 1. A commitment to developing a personal satanic philosophy. 2. A promise to model the seven tenets in thought and action. 3. A dedication to the well-being of our community. And 4. A dedication to lifelong learning and self-development. Of course, I've seen at least a few comments from people online suggesting that it's just another cash grab or something along those lines. And while it is definitely a source of income for the Satanic Temple, so what? TST is a company, several companies actually, and they have every right to make money. Personally, I don't have any negative feelings about them being able to generate money. Do I wish there was more financial transparency? Yes, I do. But still, I don't begrudge them the ability to make money for their efforts. And I also think it lends some legitimacy to their organization, and in turn, maybe to Satanism as a whole, and I suppose that is a good thing. Now, let's talk about how this whole process works. First of all, registration as an ordination candidate is available by invitation only. You must be invited by someone who is already an ordained minister in the Satanic Temple. The other option is to start with the non-ordination course and then upgrade after completion. The requirements to be an ordination candidate are must be a Satanist, must be a member of TST, follow the code of conduct, submit to a criminal background check, and get a leadership approval letter. That approval letter means that you need to have someone who was already ordained in the Satanic Temple to write you this letter of approval. It kind of defaults to the leader of your local congregation. What happens if you're like most people in the world and don't have a local congregation? Well, we'll get to that. And here's a random fun fact. All people in leadership must be ordained. So anyone who leads a TST congregation is required to become ordained. And that makes sense to me. I just thought it was worth mentioning. Now let's get into the course itself. In my case, I was starting with the non-ordination course. Once you log in and get started, you're presented with 10 sections. The first one is just an introduction, and the last one is the final exam. But all of those in between are the standard lessons. Each lesson focuses on one larger topic and is split into three separate videos focused on a subtopic. For example, lesson one is, what is Satanism? And the three separate videos are, one, overview, 
two, enlightenment, and three, the journey. Throughout the whole course, each video is about 20 minutes long, give or take. Each lesson is presented by a different person, aside from the first and last lessons, which are both presented by Greg Stevens, also known as Penemu, who has the role of Director of Satanic Ministry at the Satanic Temple. If you're curious, I'm sure you are, here's a brief snippet from Lesson 1, just so you can get a vibe on this whole thing. Okay, future Joseph here. In this spot, I had inserted two short clips, about 30 to 40 seconds long, I think. There was no particular context or anything like that. It was just two clips to give you a small indication of what the program generally sounds and feels like. They have been removed. Back to the episode. As I said, each lesson contains three videos. At the end of those videos, you take a 10-question, multiple-choice quiz. You need to get at least eight of them correct in order to pass and move on to the next lesson. If you fail the quiz, you're allowed up to three retakes. One other thing to be aware of, once you've completed the final exam, you are never able to go back and rewatch any of the material, which I found really odd and disappointing. They elevate this material to make it seem so important that you know it, but they don't want you to become too familiar with it or be able to reference it ever again. Unless, of course, you pay the $100 to sign up and watch it over again. It felt like buying a textbook for a college class, but when the course ends, the book is taken away and you can't get a refund for it. Now, I have two more short clips here, both from the final lesson of the non-ordination course. These two are clips that I recorded in real time as I was going through the program. They stuck out to me in the moment, and I wanted to remember them for completely opposite reasons. This final lesson, again given by Greg Stevens, was on the topic of satanic ministry. I think it was actually my favorite one of the bunch. One of them stuck out because I liked it and found that it rang true for me, and the other stood out because it made me feel gross just hearing the words spoken. I'll start with the terrible, disappointing, gross one. This is Greg talking about how the Satanic Temple is essentially controlling and corporatizing your Satanic rituals. Hold on. Future Joseph here again. Because I've been forced to remove this embarrassing audio clip, I had the pleasure of having our pal Jerry simply recite the exact words that were spoken in the original clip. Just to be clear, what you are about to hear are the exact words spoken by Greg, but you will hear them in Jerry's voice instead. Filling out forms. Make sure you know what forms you'll have to deal with for any ritual that you're planning, and know when they need to be taken care of. As an ordained minister of the Satanic Temple, you need to register your intent to perform any Satanic ritual by logging into this website, going to the minister's dashboard, clicking on a link to fill out, and then submit the ritual notification form. Just think about who Satanists are and what Satanism is for us. They want you to log into their fucking website portal to describe your planned ritual, your planned personal religious expression, and ask permission to perform it 
after which they will keep a record of it. I was a bit shocked and annoyed when I heard this for the first time. I had to stop and play it for a friend of mine, and she immediately had the same exact reaction. It is not good. But to be fair, here's another section that I liked and found to be pretty accurate to my experience leading a congregation for the last couple of years. This is Greg talking about satanic groups or communities. Okay, future Joseph here for the last time. Once again, you are about to hear the exact words spoken by Greg, but you will hear them in Jerry's voice instead as to avoid being sued by the satanic temple. We are diverse and conflicted, and sometimes it feels like there is always trouble boiling just under the surface. I don't think that's a problem with satanic communities, though. I think that's just what satanic communities are. Being a leader within a satanic community can be incredibly hard. The fallibility and complexity of people in our community can sometimes feel impossible to cope with. But in my calmer and more reflective moments, I'm able to see this as something other than a problem to solve. It's a reflection of our nature as human animals. It's a reflection of our striving to find a balance between individual autonomy and support for the community. It's a heat that drives the engine of our improvement, and when we handle it well, it makes us stronger and closer, more compassionate. We're at our best when we embrace our differences and navigate our disagreements with integrity. That's the Satanism I want to embody. That's the Satanism that I want to see in the world. In the past, when I've spoken to people who have had experience leading TST groups, they all shared essentially this same sentiment. It can be a drama magnet, and that just comes with the territory sometimes. I also strongly agree that we need to embrace our differences. So back to my own experience with the program. I did the non-ordination course. I moved through all the lessons, taking notes along the way. I found some of the lessons to be better than others. Some felt like a real drag to get through, either because of the content or the presenter, or both in some cases. But some of them were definitely interesting and relevant to my Satanism, at least as far as the history goes, if you're interested in that kind of thing. And at the end of it was the big 50-question final exam. I passed that as well, and immediately upon completion, I was presented with a button to purchase my Certificate of Satanic Scholarship that I spoke of toward the beginning of this episode. So I went ahead and gave more money to the Satanic Temple for that. It can never be said that I don't support that organization in the way that matters most. Where does that money go and what is it used for? We have absolutely no idea, but I did give it to them. But I was not at the finish line just yet. My goal was ordination. Becoming a Satanic scholar was only part of the journey. If you've been following this podcast like people in charge of TST groups do, you have at least some idea of my relationship with and opinions of the Satanic Temple. You know it's been fairly mixed over time. Like many of you, when I started to become more active in my Satanism, I was turned on by what I saw in the Hail Satan film. I found it to be fun and important and inspirational, and like many of you, it's been disappointing for me to learn the reality of TST and their transformation over time. So knowing that I've been critical of TST and knowing how insecure and brand-focused they are, 
I knew that my goal of ordination was going to have some challenges. Specifically, I knew that the required letter of approval was going to be the biggest obstacle for me. They require you to be invited or approach an ordained leader of your local TST franchise, and that person will send along a letter basically vouching for you based on their experience working with you. Well, like most people, I'm not a member of a TST group. In fact, as I sit here right now in mid-February, according to the Satanic Temple website, there are none. I live in southeastern Pennsylvania, and when I enter my zip code into the website, the nearest congregation is in New York City. But we also know that I've been banned by just about every Satanic Temple group, again, because I speak my mind on this podcast. There was basically no way in hell that a TST group leader was going to go against the company and let me in. And hypothetically, if one of them did give me a letter of approval, TST is still able to reject it, which they most certainly would do. But did that stop me? Of course not. One by one, I approached some TST ministers. I started with Joe D., who's part of TST's sober faction. I was rejected. I moved on to Joe Everett, and then Rowan Astra, and then Helza Triolet. Triolet? Who knows? One by one, I was rejected. Some were polite, some were snarky and rude, and sometimes a minister would recommend a specific different person that I should reach out to. I tried John Eldritch, uh, a person named Drenger Dragamore, and Gary Dean Labrat. They all played the role of gatekeeper. One that was particularly rude was using the moniker Maud Moon, She actually sent me a link to my own TST Drama Club episode of the podcast to let me know in no uncertain terms that there's no way that someone who has been critical of TST is going to be allowed into this exclusive clique. You've all heard the term nepotism, right? Nepotism is defined as the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends, especially by giving them jobs. It's widely accepted to be an unfair, unfavorable practice, yet here we are. Now, as this part of the process was playing out, I was reminded of an interview that Greg Stevens did related to this very process. He was talking all about how there aren't supposed to be any artificial barriers to entry to ordination. Let's hear what he had to say. There are many different ways to follow the seven tenets. And with ordination, you know, it's I want to make sure that if people are if people are feeling like, you know, there's a there's a there's a filter there keeping them out. It's not because of, you know, it's not because they happen to have some particular interpretation of the seven tenets that disagrees with someone else. It's not because the coursework itself is creating a barrier. It's not because of, you know, their specific accessibility needs or anything like that. Like we want to make this as open and accessible as an opportunity to to learn. And then after that, when we work really hard to have that be the way we're conducting the program, the only real barrier to entry is, do do you want to learn it or not? Right. And that's what I would like to have be the goal. Well, hey, Priest Penamu, I want to learn. 
I love learning. Is that good enough, like you said, or isn't it? Not only do I love learning, I already took all your quizzes and your final exam. Not only that, but I have a very public record of my Satanism for anyone who hasn't personally worked closely with me to check into. Aside from this podcast, I've led a very successful, thriving Satanic congregation for several years now. I've worked alongside Satanic Delco on a bunch of charity work in the name of Satan. I've fought to increase religious equality for Satanists and won, and I've spread the seven tenets of the Satanic Temple all over the place through local and international media outlets. But contrary to Greg's marketing spiel, it seems that there are barriers to entry. And among others, some of them seem to be that you can't be a person who looks too closely, asks too many questions, or is too much of an individual. If you are, you will be kept out of their little Garden of Eden. Again, here are the exact words the Satanic Temple used to describe me. Joseph Rose is a graduate of the Satanic Ministries training program, and having successfully completed all of the program requirements, he has demonstrated a thorough understanding of the history of philosophy, and religious tenets of the Satanic Temple. So it's obviously not because I'm not qualified or knowledgeable. As it turns out, it's just that I don't happen to have friends in high places. In an online discussion about this recently, a Reddit user asked me, why did you take the time to do the coursework of an organization that you've done your best to shit all over? Just curious behind your thought process. Now, I disagree with his assessment since I could do way better if my goal was to actually just shit all over TST. But okay, I replied with the following. Because I'm a Satanist, I've done my best to be honest about the Satanic Temple. Despite being aligned with the seven tenets, I refuse to pretend that they're a magical, perfect organization. I've found that lots of TST members fall into that all-or-nothing mentality with them. If you're critical at all, then you are an enemy or a troll, which is why people are shocked that I'm still a member of the Satanic Temple while being critical of them. To me, that's just being a person or a good Satanist. As for why I did it, I wanted to learn. I wanted to follow through on the natural progression of my Satanism and... Out of curiosity, I wanted to see if the Satanic Temple would actually allow me to become ordained despite my being openly critical of them when they deserve it, or if it was just a click-based cash grab for them like many have speculated. So once it was clear that no Satanic Temple minister would be willing to take the risk of vouching for me, I had to consider what options I had left. I'd already passed the tests and... I obviously spend more than a reasonable amount of time focusing on my Satanism. So all that was missing was the actual ordination. And functionally, what good is ordination anyway? Why do I need it? The first thing that comes to mind for most people is the ability to perform weddings. But is ordination even required for that? As it turns out, no. Wedding officiants do not need to be ordained. 
A wedding officiant is a person who is legally qualified to perform a marriage. Every state in the U.S. has options for religious and non-religious individuals to perform marriages. Then I remembered that several people I know, including Jerry, if I remember correctly, have been ordained by Universal Life Church and have performed legal weddings without issue. So I looked into it a bit. What is the Universal Life Church? The Universal Life Church is a non-denominational religious organization founded in 1962 under the doctrine, Do That Which Is Right. Not bad, right? I like that. The Universal Life Church advocates for religious freedom. I like that. Offering legal ordination to become a minister for a small fee and in many cases free of charge to anyone who wishes to join. Hell yeah, I like that. The ULC has ordained ministers from a wide range of backgrounds and beliefs, including Christians, atheists, Wiccans, pagans, Jews, Satanists, and people of many other faiths. All of that stuff that TST preaches about religious plurality, here it is in action. So, I went ahead and got ordained by the Universal Life Church, and it was free. Now I find myself with all the knowledge passed along from TST's course, plus I'm ordained and have the ability to perform weddings. So, functionally, what's the difference between me and a TST brand minister of Satan? Here's the difference. They need to get permission for rituals, and I don't. Plus, I saved $50 and an annual fee. If I'm being honest, I feel pretty good about it. (laughs) So is the course worth doing? If you're interested in learning TST's take on the history of Satanism, witch hunts, and some other related topics through some videos that you will lose access to, sure. If you want to learn about this stuff and you want the ability to perform weddings, then it's more affordable to become ordained elsewhere, but if you are a brand loyalist and you want to say that you have the TST brand seal of approval, yeah, this is your path forward. Given my own experience with the process, obviously I think a lot of the marketing around it is a bit hypocritical or insincere, but your mileage may vary. If I'm being serious, I think they're making dangerous strides toward corporatizing and homogenizing an outsider religion that is supposed to value individuality and critical thinking, not shut it down. With each passing day, the Satanic Temple has less to offer people like me and other critical thinkers who value individuality and have a distaste for arbitrary authority. I would like to thank Kirsten and Nina for assisting me with this episode. I appreciate you guys very much. And happy birthday to Satanic Delco. You guys are the fucking best, and I know you know that. If you've got a moment, please visit HailSatanPodcast.com. Stay safe out there, and Hail Satan. Ich bin nicht da. Die Wolf, wie ist er, was mir